0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Thank you for listening to the show. I promise if you listen, I will do my very best to give you content that is solid, that'll help you get to retirement. Um, I'm not a hater. I'm more of a player. Let's cue some Tay Tay. <laughs> One of my kids is getting to the old age of like, like understanding. He goes, "Dang, Taylor Swift sings a lot of songs." I'm like, "That's not the only thing you need to know. She also dates a lot of men." And I'm like, "I'm not allowed to say that anymore, am I?" And I'm like, "No." But I I think the point that I was trying to get across there is um, the player's going to play, 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 play. The hater's going to hate, 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 hate. There's something that I saw this weekend that you're going to say, please don't say this on air. You're going to embarrass your family. I get Peacock because, believe it or not, I have cable television. Or I have a media service, to say the least. And I get Peacock. I get Netflix. I get HBO Max. I feel like I've got too many subscriptions. Does that sound familiar to you? So my kids have spent a good part of COVID watching their iPads, and you always kind of wonder, what are they watching? And I refuse to be that dad who criticizes children for anything that children do that are childlike. It's a little bit of time to grow up. It's not during the pandemic. It's not right now. But both my kids seem to like wrestling, (laughs) like not not like the Greco Roman, not like the we get naked and we're Greek wrestlers in the Olympics. Not like those people. Not like, oh, we're going to invade Rome and uh, we're going to have the Huns wrestling at the gates to did. What was the purpose of wrestling? Like you didn't have a knife on you. So you're like, oh, let's just let's just wrestle came back, and they had over 25,000 fans. And I'll be honest with you, it was kind of cool to see. I didn't pay for WrestleMania. It's part of Peacock. Turned it on to watch some with my kids. kind Show them that their dad's cool. And the very first thing, Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon and all the McMahons did, Stephanie McMahon and George McMahon and Peter McMahon and all the McMahons did was they got all 60 wrestlers on stage. And it was kind of a creepy moment. It was kind of like we haven't seen baseball get all everyone in the stands yet. We haven't seen basketball get everyone in the stands yet. Texas is getting there. Florida's getting there. This was in Florida. It was kind of a nice moment. We're like, I'm crying because Hulk Hogan's on stage. And you're like, why am I crying because Hulk Hogan's on stage? It's just like, we're seeing entertainment again, whether you like it or not. It is entertainment in the world. Um, So that's out there, but that's, there's also a bigger story. There If you're upset that the Kardashians are billionaires, and I'm upset the Kardashians are billionaires because I can't really figure out what they've done to become billionaires uh, other than sell a lot of curves in a bottle to E Network. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Um, But how about the McMahons? When you start seeing wrestlers worth a billion dollars, when you start seeing that business, and you're like, wait, wait, isn't that just like fake childish entertainment yes and that should open the doors for you like Roblox that should open doors for you like uh, Fortnite Uh, what our kids spend money watching and doing it's huge I can get my kid Christmas based on Fortnite or wrestling like I I can figure out what makes their childhood happy I know you're saying you should make your kids read books (laughs) there's some truth to that statement I grew up overseas, and I didn't have WWE or anything like that. Uh, Hold on. I got to send a quick email. So, stocks are falling slightly today, but we're up 10% for the year. I think that's worth noting. Restaurant, dining, travel stocks are probably the sexiest stocks you can think of right now. If we can get a little Cisco singing the thong song right now, or we, if we are to do a Taylor Swift, tay, 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 play, 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 play. If we can get a lingerie model from Victoria's Secret walking down the, the aisle right now, she might, like, have shares of planes, trains, and automobiles tied to her lingerie, because that's what's sexy right now. That's what's working right now. Very, very well. I'll have you know. Um, Going a little bit deeper into some of the headlines out there. Fascinating. Um, I watched Coded Bias. Have you seen this yet on Netflix? It's a documentary. It basically said artificial intelligence can recognize faces, but it recognizes white males really well. White females, pretty good, like in the 95% style. Then you get into black skin, not so much, but it's just started to talk about some of the fascinating stuff of, um, Facebook did a little experiment that back in 2010 during election season, they did one of those little banners, you know, the little banners that show up on Facebook, I voted, they did one that said I voted and they did one that said I voted and they showed five of your friends from Facebook that said I voted. So they, they looked through the voters ranks and they put the, their pictures from your friends' Facebook profiles on, a, I voted streaming, not GIF, but kind of a little banner ad. A banner ad is the right way of saying said it. But it's super tiny. It's like one inch by four inches wide. And they found that they could sway the election. And I was just like, oh, my God. The whole idea of seeing my friends voted turned, pushed people to 300% higher turnout. And in elections that are being decided by 10,000 people, Facebook, you can buy an election now, according to this documentary. Now, again, there's a lot of data not being presented. And I get that on documentaries, that it's very, let's tell this story, but let's not tell the whole story, but let's tell the side of the story that really sounds you know, scandalous. Really good uh, documentary to watch, because it'll really make you think on facial recognition in Taiwan. And this is stuff I don't know, because I don't get out anymore. I traveled in my 20s and 30s and early 40s. I did not travel after my, after a kid's. But in Hong Kong, everywhere you go, you wear a mask. If you're under the age of 50, you wear a mask. You don't care. You're wearing uh, a mask because you don't want... Surveillance is accepted in Asia. Surveillance is not as accepted in the United States. But the government wants happy people and they actually have a social social index of, if you're shopping and you're happy, you get a good score. If we see one of your friends break a window, even though he's your friend and you didn't break the window, you get a negative score because your friend got a negative score. All tied towards facial recognition. So one person they profile, she's like, yes, I go out and uh, I act like I'm really, really happy. So the facial recognition sees happy me. And then good things happen in my life. China's controlling their population with facial recognition. So in, in Hong Kong, people are walking around with masks on, like gas masks all day long or anytime they're in public. Um, pig noses, anytime they're in public, anything that could throw off facial recognition. And they're using – it's it's a wild thing. You're like, do we really live in this world? And then the opposite of that, of the government control, you get into the Facebook control of what they know and how they can influence and corrupt power. And if they see an election that they, they may lose and that congressman may vote against Facebook in the future, what's stopping Facebook from saying, let's get some other people voted, elected in with just a little subtlety thing, uh, coded bias. It's a little tough to get through. It's not like the social dilemma, but again, it really brings up a lot of questions. I'm Rob Black talking all things, financial money, invested more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Think you. think you. think. you. For Looking forward to live music opening back up. But get this. How's the dog? I was at a park last night. 011010110. And um, I'm just k- doing a thing, trying to stretch her legs and get her tired before she goes to bed. And I see a couple talking on a bench and I'm nosy. I overhear what they're talking about. And I hear them say Rockland and a couple other points of interest out by Sacramento, which is about an hour from where I live. Auburn. Cute little um, communities that are not big towns, but are small towns that are basically, I would say, almost part two of what's happening post-COVID. Give me a second to explain this. So when COVID hit in 2020, I saw a lot of my friends basically say, you know what? We don't have to go to work. We're going to work from home. You know what? Working for a moment is driving me crazy, so I'm going to buy an RV. So I'm going to park an RV in my yard or in front of my house or somewhere where I'm going to drive to and work out of my RV because I can't take the kids anymore. Which became, what am I going to do with this RV? Honey, look into moving to Granite Bay or Rockland or Auburn or... Uh, Foothill Farms, Fair Oaks, Carmichael. These are all areas outside of Sacramento, halfway to between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. So it's a good hour, hour and a half away from San Francisco. I'm now starting to see people permanently move. Two years ago, three years ago, pre-pandemic, it was one family. Basically, going. you know what? I, I was kind of a Yahoo guy. I was kind of a 1990s tech guy. And my wife's an attorney and I, 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 I'm not really bonding with these Google people or these Facebook people. So I'm, I'm staying at home with the kids. I saw that a few years ago and then they moved to Rockland or Granite Bay, uh, to hang out at Folsom Lake. And then, okay. So long story short at the park, I heard, overheard this family say, yeah, I can't believe how many people we know move to, to Granite Bay and, and Rockland and Auburn. And I'm like, that's so weird. Cause my family knows three or four families that are doing that too. So Google map I'm in San Carlos, California. It's about 10 miles north of Palo Alto. And I can tell you there's at least 10 families between this this group of families and my group of families that are leaving and they're all going north of Sacramento or northeast of Sacramento is the right way of saying that I believe looking for more of a community, bike trails, hikes, blistering hot heat, please note. That's why they always say visit an area before you move. It's kind of like a couple of years ago, people were like, Yeah, let's move to Austin and let's move to Portland. But those are no longer in Fuego. Now it's Granite Bay. And I'm sure Granite Bay and Auburn are just going to love all the Pushy Bay area people, alpha parents. Um, and when, when they come in, they're like, where's my, where's my latte? I need my latte now. I'm Karen. Give me my latte. This, again, it, it, it's it's a real thing, and it's really happening. It, I don't predict things. I'm not in that business. I'm not Karnak the Magnificent. I'm not the storyteller palm reader from, you know, big. I'm not that person. Um, I don't have chicken bones, chicken bones, chicken bones. Well, I might have some chicken bones. But this transition seems to be pretty real. If I were to put guess on how much higher my house can go it's not much if i were to sell it today it's worth 2.1 million it's one it's 1600 square feet so it's going for over a thousand dollars per square feet that's ridiculous what i can get in rockland is twice as much house near a lake nearer a lake but further away from the ocean closer to the mountains you kind of see where this is going, right? Um does the story have an end? I don't really think it does. Other than I was surprised how many people not I'm and again, I'm not thinking it's group groupthink at all. I, I'm thinking they're I think it's it's a reality for a lot of people. Of why am I here? My car got broken into. It's I'm not here because the crime's low. I'm not here because the schools are great. Half the school's teachers resigned, it feels like, in the last uh, 12 months due to COVID issues and due to the pressures and stresses of, of teaching from a distance. I don't know. But the same thing happens in investing. Things sometimes change. Just know that. So one of the things that we're going to look at in 2021, 2022 particularly, is how does retail change? Airport traffic's pick back up. We've talked about airlines hiring people. It looks like summer is going in with an, an improvement in economic trust of the COVID's going to get beaten. Although I saw some really concerning issues from Israel on how some of the new variants are getting the population sick. And they were way ahead of the world of getting their vaccines, everybody. And now some new variants are creeping in and they're finding that the shots does not working against them. That, believe it or not, and I love this that the virus is figuring out ways of creeping it into our body around the vaccine. I'm like, that gives me the willies. Okay. So airport traffic's picking back up, which should mean retail traffic should pick back up. Grocers may see the most dramatic and long lasting shift of e-commerce as it becomes a little bit more meaningful part of business. I'm now probably during the pandemic, I was probably 80, 90% let someone else shop and bring me food. I'm probably back down to 50/50. Maybe I'll get to 25/75 where 25% of the food and the napkins and the paper towels and stuff like that are brought to me by a shopper. Um so I don't I I think there's a trend there that did permanently change in me. I don't mind online delivery. <laughs> like if I have a dinner party, which I'm not having a dinner party, but if I were to have a dinner party, I'd be like I'd be okay like hey honey we're busy. Uh, I'll clean the house you order groceries. And then you, blah, 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 put up the decorations. As more and more people receive the COVID-19 vaccine and we had a good weekend over the weekend, corporate leaders and investors were like starting to like really rub their hands together, getting excited. U.S. hits daily vaccination record over the weekend again, second weekend in a row. After getting a jab, Americans' worries about health and safety will likely linger. There'll be some very anxious people, but there will also be some people that are like hog wild. Home offices, curbside pickups, lots of cooking practice will all factor into how we shop in the future. I said this phrase last night Hey, did my Dutch oven come? And I always thought Dutch ovens were like people who would fart under the, under the blankets. Like, I always thought that's what a Dutch oven was. <laughs> the pandemic taught me there really is a Dutch oven? Who knew? Restaurant dining and travel will be the slowest to spring back amongst U.S. consumers who report permanently changed habits. 30% said they plan to spend more on groceries and 44% less on dining out. I'm pro that because that'll save some money for people. I'm anti that because that'll put some uh, restaurants out of business that I like. There's no right answers in finance. There's just compromises. Just find me online at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Seminar this fall? Maybe late summer? Think about that. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Took first crack at writing a new bio for the new podcast that I'm putting together. One of the things I talked about is that I, and I hate writing bios about myself. Oh, it is the worst. It is gag worthy. It's not good. One of the things I said is that I focus on tech trends and, and economic growth cycles. and I think I'm pretty good at it in the manner that this is what I do for a living and I get to get on radio and television and talk about it. So in theory, I should be good at it. I don't talk sports. I don't know if the Sharks should make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to pull off a big trade today. No, nothing like that. That's where I just sit down and be a fan and be stupid. If you want to be a fan of Wall Street, sit down and be stupid. Listen to me. Retailers have bumped up their investments to adapt their business for e-commerce. Best Buy is testing stores where it devotes more square footage to fulfilling online orders. I love that. The pandemic... Um, I upped my kids bedrooms cause everyone's going to be spending a little bit more time pissing people off. So everyone's gonna need a little bit more time in a nice getaway bedroom that is their own. So I probably bought a TV and a monitor and I never stepped foot in a store and I've got a truck and I roll into the parking space 13. I let Best Buy know and they said, we'll be out in two minutes. Ah, oh, geez. Two minutes just became 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to radio. I got my heated seats on. I'm relaxing. I'm sweet. I'm good. So I think that's going to linger. Walmart and Kroger have both announced plans to invest in automation to keep up with the volume of online grocery orders. That's bizarre. If you've ever been in a grocery store in the back rooms, like probably you've had to pee and you've asked to use the bathroom. And you go back there, you're like, that's weird. There's a carton of corn. And <laughs> you're like it's kind of like a warehouse thing. That's not really all that technological. That's changing. Um, I loved what Chipotle did. Chipotle said they're accelerating plans to add more Chipotle lanes. Are they getting into bowling? Hell no, they're not getting into bowling. They're getting into areas where you can sit in your car and they'll bring you food. Or you go in the store and you stay the hell away from the person who's getting the order right in front of you and you stay the hell away from the person who's getting the order right behind you. McDonald's is closing hundreds of restaurants on the inside. I like it. Shake Shack has said, we got to figure out a way to do drive through So I think there's going to be a little bit of a disruption. But on top of that, we've always had disruption from those dang Generation Zs. And they're the most enthusiastic about spending time with people outside of their households once they get vaccinated. Nearly 30% of Generation Z respondents said they plan to interact with other people more, more than they did before the pandemic. With Generation X, my generation, the best generation, we're so good. We're rated X, better than R, better than NC-17. We're Xers. We plan to return to pre-pandemic levels of interaction, not above pre-pandemic. Just We want to get back to where we were. I'm OK never traveling to Portland again. kind of thing like there's some cities that I don't need to go to. Been there, done it. Don't need any more business trips. Restaurant chains that have taken a cue. McDonald's uh, is pulling out of Walmart's. So I think you've probably now lived through two life-changing economic cycles: minimum. If you're 40 years old, somewhere in that 30 to 40 range, you've lived through the Great Recession and now you live through the pandemic. Teen girls are leading the way as they open up their wallets after the most recent pandemic related recession. There's Piper Sandler, which is one of those investment boutique um, small brokerages that really makes their clientele happy with good research. They said that in a recent study, nearly 30% of upper-income female teen wallets are going towards clothing. This is a high not seen since 2013. Um, Cosmetic surgery is is booming right now as people are afraid of being seen again. And they want to get a little touch up here, a little nip here, a little tuck there. Which, for the record, I enjoyed the first three seasons of that show, Nip Tuck. And the last three seasons, just got whack-a-doodle. I know you're saying, where did that come from? Levi Strauss, CEO, Chip Berg. If my name was Chip, I might change it. Just throwing it out there for you. I know you're saying Chip must be short for something. I don't know. But Levi Strauss is saying the pandemic has inspired fashion that young customers are embracing. Instead of getting into skinny jeans and trying to squeeze into them, the new fashion right now is wide-leg bag of your denim. Because our butts got bigger, our thighs got larger, our thighs got thunderous. Our bellies now have to find a place to hang over the belt. So these changes are pretty normal. And again, you've lived through a great recession. You've lived through the dot-com bomb before the great recession, Um, the dot-com bomb. In the 1990s, you had the saving and loans, thrift, banking scandals that brought down lending. In the 80s, you started with mortgages at 15%, 16 17% post-Jimmy Carter inflation, high oil era. Every 10 years, it's something that massively changes landscapes, and this is no different. The good news is you're going to get a T-shirt. My mom died of COVID cause she didn't go to the beach cause she didn't get vitamin D now. Cause, uh, cause a germ got inside of a room that should not have. Oh boy. Speaking of dark, John Oliver, I don't know. uh, John Oliver, American, not American, British comedian on American television. He went hard at homeless not homeless (laughs) old folks. home. that's a pretty big mistake. Homeless people's homes. Um, no, uh, Old folks' homes went hardcore; that our government can't possibly stay on top of regulation there, and that they've actually given up. Um, pretty entertaining, but also pretty frightening. Makes me really want to stay out of an old folks' home. If you're picking up, what I'm putting down. Anyhow, WWE had their big WrestleMania 37 last uh, Saturday and Sunday on cable on Peacock. Not on rooster, Peacock. Peacock is the national bird of what country? Ding, 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 ding. India. What is India? Oh, not in the form of a question. Um, Where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? Okay, so wrestling. WWE, you know, The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. This past weekend, they were on Peacock. And here's another seminal moment. Five years ago, we were saying, who's going to compete with Netflix? And we kind of started hearing that Disney was taking off Pixar films from Netflix. and that They're probably going to start figuring out a Pixar channel. A couple of years later, it's Disney Plus and stock explodes. And then we go, why are we still paying for HBO at $10 a month when shows come out every week? And we have to wait a whole week. When Netflix is giving it to us now and Disney Plus has this crazy back catalog of of racist movies, which some of the South had a kind of some racist undertones in it for lack of a better turn. Um, Disney. I know. Right. It's like Milton Hershey, uh, the guy Hershey, he's considered one of the f- most famous racist in all of American history. He had an orphanage where no people with color were allowed in, which I guess if you're going to have a club, that's the way to do it. But, Man, that's hardcore. So and he gave all his money to the kids in the orphanage, except for people with color, because they weren't allowed in. What? America's greatest racist. He was actually a pretty evil dude. Um, there's a city in Pennsylvania called Hershey which is kind of what you would imagine as an eight-year-old kid, you imagine a city that's made out of like Hershey kisses and Hershey bars and Hershey's chocolate milk with the rivers are chocolate milk. You're like, I want to go to Hershey. That sounds fun. And then you go to Hershey and you're like, Whoa, this is a dark little place. So Milton Hershey basically bought all the housing and, and gave people jobs at a time when there weren't a lot of jobs and people were happy. And they're like, they got housing and then they couldn't leave. It's like what they're saying, they're accusing Donald Trump and the Trump organization of of giving employees that saw things that that could get the company in trouble. Let's just give their kids an apartment. They'll shut up. We give their kids an apartment. Company towns really became evil. Eh, I don't want to use the word evil. But you can. When there was like iron or coal in the mountains... And you needed people to go in those mountains every day and, and risk their lives and use a pick. And I ain't saying my last wife was a gold digger, but she did have a shovel and a, a pick. Um and a donkey. Eeyaw! Um so these coal towns, and if you ever saw the, all the right moves with Tom Cruise and whatever the girl was, um and he was a football player, and he's a good football player, and he's like, I gotta leave this town. Uh, Leah Michelle or Michelle Leah, whatever her name was, I got to leave this town. And and Cole, Coal Miner's daughter, I got to leave this town. This town's killing me. Some of the richest people in the United States history became rich because they basically, and this is a crazy turn of a phrase, enslaved their workers with homes and working conditions that were almost impossible to leave. Generations paid the price. But in no way, shape, or form am I comparing that to slavery. I'm Rob Black talking all things, financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. S&P 500 up 10% on the year, that's amazing. And again, I'm, I'm exhausted to saying that in the last five quarters, I did not see it. And most analysts that I follow expect 2021 to close higher than it is today, but prepare for some sort of pullback this year. That's why I don't jump in and jump in on the markets. I'll be honest with you. Like, I can see an email now from someone who doesn't really listen to the show. They're like, hey, Rob, I love you. I listen to the show all the time. Uh, what do you think about me getting out of the market? I'm like, you don't listen to the show. What do you think about a, a stock pick? I'm like, I don't do stock picks. When I talk about a stock, you know. And last year, at this time, I was talking about DraftKings, and it's up 50%. You know what I'm talking to you. When I say if you want to put anywhere between 1% and 5% of your money in Bitcoin, I'm pretty definitive that that's up to you, but I'm okay with it. If you were to say, Hey Rob, I want to buy this miracle company. That's going to make uh, a drug that cures balding. I'm like, send a Chad versions, way." No, 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 no. I kid, I kid, I kid. I'd say, don't try to hit a home run with a pharmaceutical. Cause there's a hundred companies out there trying to do that same exact thing. Oh, boy. The IMF revised its growth expectations for a second time in three months. The group now sees global growth of 6% this year. That should be the fastest growth since 1980. Wow. Ronald Reagan. Pre-Vladimir Putin. Kind of thinking Brezhnev, right? Kind of a little bit of an era ending there and Glasnost coming in. Fastest global growth since the first year of Reagan. Whoa. But that also came after massively high oil. And again, it tells you that we've seen this story kind of before. The Fed spoke this week. They all but, uh, or the Fed spoke last week. They all but basically said, um, we have a script. and In our script, we're not raising rates. And we're sticking to that for now. But last night on 60 Minutes, Jerome Powell was on. And he's like, I'm not planning on raising rates. But And he didn't say, but in your head, you could say, but <laughs> maybe I have to, then I have to. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen argued for a global minimum tax on companies to avoid a race to the bottom. There's two interesting proposals that could come out of the next four years, or I guess the next three and a half years. One of them is to do a retroactive tax on people like Elon Musk who leave the state of California for tax reasons and say there's going to be some sort of tax reciprocity from state to state. You made your money in California, but you're going to spend it in in Texas because uh, 15% taxes are lower minimum. I mean, when you factor in state income and then uh, retail taxes, right? So there's that proposal that's kind of being talked about. Can we figure out how to tax people from state to state? And also, can we just get it over with it in tax havens and say there's a minimum corporate tax on international companies? You can't hide behind Ireland's, oh, we need jobs. We need lucky jobs. <laughs> Again, I just offended Irish people. I'm sorry. Don't cancel me. You can't have a tax haven anymore in the 21st century where... Europe's like, oh, we want 28%. We want 28%. And then a non-member of the European Union, Ireland's like, ah, but we'll do 3%. Bring us your jobs. You can't do it. It's not going to fly in this day and age. In the pandemic, where countries had to spend billions and trillions and billions more to come up with a vaccine to push in people's arm, to come up with a plan to let people stay at home, to come up with a plan to help hospitals that got overloaded. I think Tax hiding is going to be frowned upon, at least for the next three and a half years. First quarter earnings are coming. Next week, we get big financial companies. January, February, March cha 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 cha. Those are the months that comprise the first quarter of the calendar year. It's expected that earnings will be our friend for the first quarter of the blended growth rate for the SP 500. It's supposed to be about 24 and a half percent. Wow. The Fed GDP model stands at annual growth of GDP at over 6%. Wow. Um, it should be a good quarter. It should support higher stock prices. But I'll be honest, if there's a period of time that you should be most nervous about it, it's probably earnings season when companies have high valuations. Earnings season comes around every 90 days, four times a year. First quarter's coming around now. JPMorgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, they'll be out on Wednesday, followed by Bank of America, BlackRock Citigroup, and U.S. Bancorp on Thursday. Morgan Stanley, Bank of New York, Mellon, PNC Financial, State Street, and uh, Citizens Financial Group on Friday. Between those 12 companies, you have got a lot of financial exposure to the consumer in the United States. They're going to be telling us. How do people do on their mortgages? How do people do on their credit cards? How do people do on their small business loans? What do we see as far as consumer savings inside of your banks? What are people spending on? These are all little secrets that'll come out during the earnings call calls. Um, Two sectors, industrials and energy are anticipated to post year over year declines with the airline industry pulling down the former. And the integrated oil and gas industry acting as the influential weight in the energy sector, both sectors have started outperforming this year based on, we know the bad numbers are coming for the first quarter, but the easy comparisons are coming for next year. It's a weird, how much do you trust six months in front of your own nose or not at all? I do trust. But I do it a lot like that freaking fragging snake. Just me. I Rob like talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at roblackshow.com.